And then, even more challenging, meeting humans with whom you share a lot of past. The more past you share with them, the more the old behavior patterns will want to come back in. You know that with meeting your parents, your wife, your husband, after many years of marriage, patterns get very established of who you think he is, who he thinks you are, and the way in which you interact, or more difficult meeting your ex-husband or your ex-wife. And be present then and there. in the body, so you're meeting human beings without past. Not that you cannot remember certain things they did, but not to bring the past as an active operating principle into the interaction. Meeting everyone without past, just in this moment, through the power of this moment, which is the power of presence, which is who you are and not meeting the other person as a walking personal history. <laughs> and that is an enormously liberating thing to do when you can meet even your mother and father, with whom quite a few people, some people have a wonderful relationship with their mother and father, which is beautiful. Some grew up in a relatively conscious family. And many in this world did not grow up in a conscious. Their father and mother were manifesting varying degrees of unconsciousness. And resentment built up over the years. So many between adult children and parents often this grievances, resentments, complaints. He doesn't understand me. I get criticized all the time. He doesn't even want to understand me, my father, my mother. And the same reactions happen every time you visit them. And then you I had to start with Eckhart Tolle, who's famous for his amazing book, The Power of Now. Tonight's topic, The Voice of Reason. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Tonight's topic is going to be crazy. The Voice of Reason, the VOR, is on fire already. Live from KBLA Talk 1580. You know what it is. In the, in the heart of Africa Town, known as Lamert Park. We turned up tonight. You know this is my Friday. Wait, before I get into the topic, I'm going to talk about what Eckhart Tolle broke down. But before I do that, you guys have to download the Our TV 78 app. My new television show premieres every night, oh, excuse me, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if that's East Coast, that's midnight East Coast. But there's no replays. There's no streaming. So you have to set a date if you want to catch the show. All right, that is the situation shift with Zoe Williams. 
when I tell you it's an amazing TV show. Download the Our TV app. Our, O-U-R, TV 78. Our TV 78. Download that app and set your calendars. Monday nights, 9 p.m. Last Monday or this Monday, this past Monday, um, was episode two. And starring in that episode was myself, Guy Tori, uh, therapist, clinician, uh, uh, Mayumi McKinley. It was an amazing show. Very, very deep. We talked about uh, which is a better relationship model, single life or married life. We had married couples on. We had a therapist on. Well, of course, Guy Tori is actor, comedian. He brought the funny, amazing show, The Situationship, starring your brother. Known as the V-O-R. Yo, it's on fire. Mondays, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, tonight's topic. Lean on we. Yes or no, your relationship might need you to lean in, not level up. Because we live in a transactional society, a, a society that's based on consumerism, a society that's based on bread, we tend to want to level up, not knowing the power of leaning in. Very heavy stuff. Did you hear what Eckhart Tolle said about meeting your parents, your husband, your significant other without the past? When you meet someone in the presence of the now, you you basically break down your ability to judge because there's nothing to judge them on. We typically judge each other on our behaviors, past behaviors, what has happened, as opposed to what we can do now in the now. Many relationships never make it back because the now is misused. The, the now is marginalized. Presence is the key to building a relationship you want. But it isn't the only key. Acceptance, acknowledgement, willingness, right? Empathy, uh, compassion for self. All of these things are bi-directional that I'm speaking of. When I say bi-directional, I mean you got to have these things for your partner, but you also got to have these things for yourself. Your relationship might need you to lean in, not level up. With all the challenges love relationships face, how do you keep up the investment? Because many people don't know how to lean in. The investment gets squandered. The investment begins to evaporate, uh, evaporate deteriorate, begins to go away because we don't know how to keep up the investment. Keeping up your intimate relationship or your intimate investment is more about staying invested. Why have you divested? 1-800-920-1580. Somebody call me. What is an example of emotional honesty? What are the principles of emotional honesty? What is the importance of emotional honesty? True or false? All relationship. Listen. I don't know if people want to hear this. All, true or false, all relationships have complexities, 
hurts, unresolved issues, and unique struggles to stay connected. Those complexities, those hurts, those unresolved issues, and unique struggles, they fight against our ability to stay present. Our focus may go to the complexities. Our focus may go to the hurts. Our focus may go to the unresolved issues. Our focus may go to the unique struggles. But what is what we what is lacking in that equation? Our focus is not on how to stay connected. Presence. How do you lean in when it's uncomfortable? How do you lean in? When you're uncertain, 1-800-920-1580, call me right now. What does it mean to lean in to a relationship, agree or disagree? In order to get the benefits of a loving relationship, you must be willing to lean in. Brothers, I need y'all to lean in. I need y'all to lean in. When we come forward, I'm going to the phone lines. Let's talk about it. Fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason and his playlist. Back in the building. Legendary loose ends. Nights of pleasure. Heavy, heavy track, man. The 80s was cold. The 80s was beautiful, man. It was some beautiful music out there. Tonight's topic, though, presence. Listen, life is designed to be difficult. Life is designed to trip you up. Life is designed to come out of nowhere. But how you deal with the adversity that life presents to you is directly related to your proportion of inner stillness, presence. When you look at sports, they talk about Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Tiger Woods. These people get into what they call a zone. A lot of people can't get into the zone. That separates the Mark Madsons from the Kobe Bryants. Mark Madsen ain't never been in the zone. But, you know, he come in for a hot three minutes and dance a little bit, get a few rebounds. Sure. But if you want to win a championship, you need a player that's in the zone. There's a relationship zone you got to get into, too. See, sometimes we forget that what got us here is our ability to pour into each other through our presence. Many people just when it gets bad in the world, it gets bad in our lives. It gets bad in our relationships. And when it gets bad in the world, what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to get even more clear about why whoever is there with you is there. Do you understand? That's a difficult thing to do because internally we're a mess. Most of us are a mess. Agree or disagree? Leaning in requires us to be present, not just with our partners, but with ourselves and how we're feeling. It requires intimacy, which requires vulnerability. So leaning in is an act of intimacy. If your partner doesn't want to lean in, they don't want to be intimate. 
if your partner doesn't want to lean in, they don't want to be vulnerable. It's difficult for people to understand this, but this is the truth. You want your relationship to last. Have faith in each other. Don't have faith in the problems. Sometimes we have more faith in the problems we're experiencing in our lives than we have in the people that support us. Lean in if the love is real. Now, if the love is not real, then don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Agree or disagree? All this time, we've been chasing the idea of permanency, commitment, or some other proof of our relationship's success when maybe what we really needed all along was to lean into the experience. Oh, no, it doesn't feel good. I don't want to lean in. I'm confused. I'm all, I'm all over the place. I'm discombobulated. I can't lean in. Well, if you can't lean in, you can't nurture the relationship. If you view the relationship as a type of plant, you're actually starving the relationship when you refuse to lean in. Bruce Pearl told my son a very powerful thing about adversity. He said, adversity doesn't build character. It reveals character. And oftentimes you see the depth of someone's connection to you when things get difficult. Presence is a type of fuel for intimacy, vulnerability, and love. If you can't be present, it's almost like you're an absentee in the relationship. In other words, you're an absentee. You're there. But the teacher didn't mark you as present. 1-800-920-1580. Are you struggling with being present in your relationship? Call me. Share your stories, your testimonies. I want to hear about it. 1-800-920-1580. Sean, Oakland, California. It's your time to shine. Get in here. Hey, brother, so, you know, wonderful topic once again. You know, here, here's the thing. You know, I've heard it so many times said when the you-know-what hits the fan is that, you know, some so-called expert will tell the couple, and I'm talking about when the couple's having a very difficult time, the couple will say, well, you chose that person, right? And that's the easy way out for a, a therapist that I don't think is very good. But the fact is, is that you really need to, um, you know, build a foundation with someone that you're actually going to spend a whole many years with, because there's no doubt that you know what will hit the fan at some point, right? And you need to be present, okay? But even if it is one person being present, they can still work. There's no doubt about that, because some people can't get out of crisis as soon as maybe the other person. Remember that, because when mm -hmm. you come into mm -hmm. a crisis situation, mm -hmm. you know, um, some people need to go through their process. It is not going to be the same process you went through. Mm -hmm. And you have to respect that if you really love that person. And, you know, I kind of had to do that. I mean, and we've had to do that. And, and, but when it all comes together and you allow the process to take place from your significant other, and you really want to be with that person, um, 
you know, it, it can work out and it can be golden. It can, it can give you something you've never experienced in life is, is that process agenda where, you know, this long period of time takes place and you've working in through it together and you're all doing it in your own way. But you're now in that place where you're not at the end. No, we're not at the end. We have gotten to a place where we have both been at a, you know, a balance together, getting through the hard, hard time. And I'm telling you people, it's worth it if you really love one another. Man, thank you, Sean. We appreciate you, brother. Oakland, California is in the building because of Sean Town Business. If you want your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. We're talking about presence. I love the way Dr. David R. Hawkins put it. When the person begins to desire or practice spiritual goals or pursue spiritual information, the presence is already taking hold of one's life. If the desire arises to surrender all obstacles to the love, to love and to God, then God is already present in the form of willingness. L- l- listen, I don't know if you, was that too much? Did that go over their head? Let me one more time. When the person begins to desire or practice spiritual goals or pursue spiritual information, the presence is already taking hold of one's life. If desire arises to surrender all obstacles to love and to God, then God is already present in the form of willingness. You're not willing because you haven't surrendered everything to God. You can't be present because you haven't surrendered it all to God. But what does that got to do with relationships? Can I, when the person begins to desire or practice spiritual goals or pursue spiritual information, the present is all, the presence is already taken hold of one's life. Do you know relationship is a spiritual practice? It reveals you. It reveals your shortcomings. It reveals the lies you told to yourself and your journal. It reveals everything you're not happy with within yourself. So relating is, a, is, a, is actually a ritual. It's spiritual in nature. I've told people this before. You can have the car, you can have the degrees, you can have the letters behind your name, you can have the career, you can have the money, you can have everything. But if you're not really relating, you're not going to feel the presence. You're not going to be able to be present. And from there, You're going to lack intimacy. You're going to lack vulnerability. And more importantly, you're going to lack the willingness to do something about it. This is how we get into toxic cycles. This is how we get locked up with toxic folk. I'm tired of people saying, choose better. Do you know relationships choose you? Relationships choose you for a reason. 
It's not just to be happy. It's not just to go to the movies. Relationships choose you so you can grow up spiritually. Relationship is a spiritual practice. Not very different than going to church. This is the church of relating, a.k.a. the voice of reason. Get in here. Call me. 1-800-920-1580. We clearly got a lot to talk about. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome to New Realities. I'm Alan Steinfeld. I'm here with Carla Tara, who is a real expert in the fields of Tantra, relationships, but also being in your body, being in the sensual aspect of the incarnational form. And that's what we are. We're, yeah. we're energy in form. Yeah. So in your work, you talk about presence, yeah. sexual presence, being present. And also you quote uh, Eckhart Tolle, who, talks, yeah. who mentioned Tantra and presence. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. What is tantric presence? <laughs> it's presence. You know what presence is. Yeah, being so. present, it means you're not thinking of anything else. I'm you're right not, here. You're not projecting. You're not uh, regretting anything. You're not hiding. You're just there. And you connect with the person that's in front of you. When you are present, usually the woman will be present with you. I'm really, so if I'm really yeah. present with you... Yeah, the, wo the woman will be present with you, uh, unless she's wounded. Or and then sort. how do we bring this into a tantric lovemaking uh, situation? Not now, but later, <laughs> whenever. No, how would we do that? <laughs> we stay present uh -huh. continuously, and it's more difficult to be present sometimes where there is high energy. Being present in your body is very important, very important. It doesn't mean just the mind. So being present means understanding that you are more than your body. You are in your body, but you feel that you are spirit. Only the spirit can really be present. The flesh or the mind is too um, needy <laughs> to be present. If I'm not present, you know, I'm thinking about what, how right. do I be present with you? Or somebody. Well, I think if for a moment you can close your eyes, first of all, and go inside of you, take a breath, visualize that the breath goes all the way down into your belly, into your sex center, and then open your eyes, and you're present. You are present because you come from the inside of you out. Is that the foundation of Tantra, would you say? Yes, yes. Talk about that a little bit. The foundation of Tantra is not uh, uh, techniques. People get, get uh, so attached to techniques. What Tantra is, is the art of love. And only when you love somebody can you be present. Mm. <gasps> so you can only love somebody. Yes. Hey! Only when you love somebody can you be present. The voice of reason is on complete fire tonight. Lean on we. Yes or no, your relationship might need you to lean in, not level up. 
You can get all the things the world has to offer you. But if you don't lean in, it won't have very much meaning. Now, I want you guys to understand something. Yes, I played a tantric a tantric clip, right? And most people, their minds go right to sex. But like she said, presence in the sex, in the sex act. I've been told that my mind is loud. I've been told I got a, a noisy mind during the sex act. I be thinking. And, and the woman can feel that, right? But I've been told, you know, get in the moment. Like, but that stuff doesn't just work for sex. Tantra also works for your relationship. How can you build a safe space for your partner to talk, to share, to vent, to cry, to lament? If it's not a safe space. And the reason why. Is because most people think they have love. Authentic love. When primarily what they have is egoic love. What is the difference between ego love and authentic love? Ego love says. I love you based on how you make me feel. Authentic love says. I love who you are as a being. Egoic love says, or egoic love attempts to fix, control, or change. Authentic love is much like wabi-sabi. What do you mean, Zoe? It honors flaws, self-expression, plus freedom. Remember, earlier this week, we talked about kintsugi and wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi is the underlining Japanese principle associated with kintsugi or kintsukuroi, which means gold joinery, right? But the underlining principle of kintsugi, wabi-sabi, means to appreciate love imperfection, impermanence, and incompleteness. So authentic love is in alignment with wabi-sabi, right? Honor, flaws, self-expression, plus freedom. Egoic love projects unhealed traumas plus insecurities. Authentic love owns triggers, apologizes, and takes responsibility. Egoic love, meet my needs now. Authentic love, mutual need meeting. We will mutually agree to meet each other in the spaces and places that we need each other. Egoic love, I need you to be a version of self that feels most comfortable for me. Authentic love, I support your highest self. Plus, I'm going to walk with you as you work through your own discomfort. That's authentic love. Right? Egoic love keeps score. Listen to that. Keeps scores of injustices. Has traumas. Excuse me. Has tantrums. Makes others walk on eggshells. Authentic love can have difficult conversation, communicates clearly. You got to ask yourself what kind of love you got. Let's just be real. If you can't be present, you're not in love. 
You might be in infatuation. You might be in like. You might be in attachment. But love, the power of it, the overarching uh, presence of love, it'll force you to disarm yourself. 1-800-920-1580. Get at me, Caesar from Atlanta, Georgia. Get in here and talk to me. Hello? I'm here. Yes, sir. You on the line, brother. You live right now. Talk to us. What are your thoughts about tonight's topic? Yes, sir. That love. Uh, you say lean in, right? Lean in, brother. I leaned in and I leaned up, end up in handcuffs. You so first no off, wait, first off, let me just say this, Caesar. We talking about two different things. If you leaned in and wound up in handcuffs, you weren't operating. On love, on love, <laughs> on, on love now. Wait, hold I'm on. I'm talking about a two-week vacation of nothing but love and intimacy. Wait, hold on. When we come forward, I'm going to let you have all the time you need to break this down. Caesar about to talk about something now. Here we go. Is it good to you? Good to you. Of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. I think Outcast might just be the greatest hip hop group of all times. Now, of course, we're going to nod Public Enemy. We're going to nod Tribe Called Quest. We're going to nod a lot of groups, but... uh, Gangstar? We're going to nod Gangstar, but... uh, Mob Deep? We're going to nod all of that. But I'm putting Outkast on the Mount Rushmore of it. Groups or duos? Groups. They're a group. You, okay, okay. You, they're a group. You know, just, I mean, the creativity, the, they're just amazing. You, know, you can argue me. Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang, greats. For real? They're so great. Outcast over Wu-Tang? Yes. Wow. Yes, and I, I, I work with Wu-Tang, yes. What about uh, the Love Below speaker box Outcast? It's great. Still, okay. Exceptionally great. Okay. Eh, a lot of people, you know, a lot got, of people might disagree. I got turned off a little bit. Well, I still rocked with Big Boy because he was still kind of hip hopish. Yeah. I respect uh, Andre Three Stacks for kind of, you know, going pop or whatnot. But I got turned off a little bit by that. They're exceptionally creative, bro. Just, you know, amazing. Anyway, back to our topic. I'm sorry. That record just pulled me into a whole nother world. Caesar from Atlanta said he leaned in and went to jail. Caesar, get in here. Caesar, where are you, brother? Caesar, are you there? Did we lose Caesar? Are you on mute? I see him on. Oh yeah, I'm on mute. I'm on mute. Yeah, come yeah. on, come on, Caesar. Tell us what happened. I'm mute. I heard you on my laptop, and I was, you know. All right, tell us what happened, Caesar. What? What? Okay, how'd you lean in and go to jail? Tell me. Uh, cause really for me, it ain't hard to find the love of your life. But what is hard is when you think you found the love of your life. 
You hear me? No, I hear you. I'm just, I'm following okay, you. Go ahead. Now, now when, when you think you found the love of your life, you do anything and everything. Forget cloud nine. We trying to go to space, baby. I got something to show you. Yes, sir. I'm listening. Please keep going. You know, here we go. Now, lean in, baby, what you want to do, how you want to do it. Vineyard check. Hotel check in every place. She don't know nothing. This, you know, this this just something I'm just taking in consideration. He's talking about it. I am about it. So, long story short, police get there. Like, matter of fact, let me let me let me start from the top. That wasn't the top. Where, where? No, hold on. Let me get to the, Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Look, first thing you want to do is go watch that movie, Nefarious. It's only in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. She knows I, I got PTSD. D-D-D-D-D. So I'm like, my love, I will go to the club or anything with you, but recognize me. Love me back. Right? Regardless of the situation, we gone. So she's like, no, you just want to get a haircut. It's like, we talking like 11 o'clock in the morning. We started off at 7. I'm going to get a haircut, my love. I'll be right back. Go get a haircut. I get a call from my uncle. He got 30 days to live. His heart is 20% and count down. So on my way back home, I get that call. So, of course, I'm going to see him by my uncle. Get home, make one stop. I ain't stopping the store. I ain't stopping gas. I ain't stopping nothing for Martha. Hey, yeah, I had to stop, you know, and I, I try to make it fast, but, you know, that's my uncle. Fast probably turned to an hour. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm notifying you every time and every step I take. Probably should have did that. Now that I think about it. And by the time I get home, okay. I'm about to jump in the shower, wash this hair off me. Let's go, baby. Let me put my, my Stacey Adams on. And wait, wait, relax and wait. Caesar, my spirit is telling me you about to curse. Don't. No, I'm not going to curse. I, I read the rules. Okay, cool. I read the rules. <laughs> okay. And you're my elder, and I'm going to stick by him. You hear? All right. Thank you, brother. Go ahead. Finish your story. Go ahead. Yes, now, okay, I'm back home. It's time to go. And she got a face on her, a hellified face. I'm like, my love, what's the problem? Oh, you ain't even take a shower yet. I just walked through the door. I'm on the way to the shower, my love. It's nothing. Well, you know what? Don't worry about it. You ain't even got to go. Boom, bam, bam. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but okay, my love, you want to go by yourself? Don't make no sense for me. She take one of my baby girls, and they go to the movies and watch it. Come back. I say, hey, baby, you enjoyed the movie? Like, it was everything or whatever. She, the face, then got time 10. And I'm like, what did I do? What's wrong? Talk to me. She don't want to talk. 30 minutes go by, she's like, I'm going to bed. Call her day. Okay, fine. I go upstairs, take, uh, a bathroom break. Hey, baby, you okay? Everything's good? 
just hauled off and slapped the dog. She slapped you know you. what out of me. Uh with the left hand too, so you know <laughs> she ain't left handed, so she ain't left handed, so I just took it like a man. It was hard though. I wasn't expecting. You felt her power, didn't you? <laughs> I felt that. That was the wrath. And it just started. So I'm like, okay. You know, I'm a two-time Golden Glove champion. I could take a punt. I could take a slap. Cool. So when she cocked back for that right one, I took it like a man. You know what I mean? I'm 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 six feet with long arms. So I just gave her like a fit from my hand is in her chest. And when I put my hand on her chest, like, why the hell you slapped me? I'm talking to her just like I'm talking to you. But and now she will. She's going crazy. I don't know what's wrong. Okay, Caesar. Now now I know the gist of your your issue. Brother, that ain't being present. That ain't leaning in. <laughs> leaning in is being present. Okay. See, not leaning in like lean in and, and forearm. Are we not? Uh, this is what we no, talk No, I'm not forearm. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to restrain her because I'm like, my love. You don't put your hands on love. Agreed. I will never put my hands on you. Ever. This no. is as far as my hands don't go in a violent way. No, I got For you, you not to tap my face, scratch me, and now my mom and my auntie and my sister's like. But wait, oh, let, me, let me flip it the mm-hmm. other way, though. Okay. Being present. Is also it, it also means being present of your emotions, means being present mm-hmm. of your body. So sometimes mm-hmm. in a situation like that, you have to connect to your emotions. Man, I'm getting upset or I'm getting disappointed or she tripping. This could be a crazy situation. Let me be present enough to leave the situation. You could have left and none of that would have look, happened. Look, let me, I left after that. After I, I did that, she, she tried a wheel, and she can't touch me. I'm, I'm long like that. And I just, I ain't push her, stiff arm or nothing. I was like, okay, you got it off. He threw, okay. I'm going back downstairs. Hey, I'm going to no, go wait, to the garage. Wait, Caesar, wait. I got to carry you over one more time. When we come forward, we going back to Atlanta. Caesar is in here cooking. Today we're going to be talking about staying present. So one of the biggest challenges for us all in life, even in the absence of a global pandemic, is to just be present in our life. Present in our thoughts, with our emotions, in our body, in our relationships, in the world around us. Most of the time we are either lost in the future or lost in the past. And now more than ever, I think there is a the temptation either to look backward and to to wish we had what was or to look forward and to get lost in anxiety about the future. And it's natural to feel like that. We shouldn't sort of push that away. We shouldn't try and get rid of it. At the same time, if we allow it to run rampant, then eventually it becomes harmful. It overwhelms us. It doesn't benefit us. And it doesn't benefit the people around us either. So really easy technique. Sounds simple. Takes a little bit of practice. If you find at any stage your mind is just getting 
lost, distracted by thinking constantly about the same thing. If you can, just note it in your mind. It's as simple as going, oh, thinking. You see it, you let it go and come back to whatever you're doing at the time. The more we can short circuit that pattern of habitual thinking, the more we'll be present. It's good for us, it's good for the people around us. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, hour number two, the VOR is on fire live from KBLA Talk 1580. Trust me, right here, not only do we have a lot to talk about, we have the most interesting things to talk about, especially here on the VOR. Tonight's topic, lean on we. Yes or no, your relationship might need you to lean in, not level up. Leaning in is just a euphemism for being present. Oftentimes we are with someone, but we are not present with them. And as the clip explained earlier, being present is not just meaning being in attendance, right? It doesn't just mean being in attendance. It means being present in your body, present to how you show up, present to how you may or may not respond, present to your emotional mood, your moods, your emotional state, present to your mindset, right? You have to be present. Relationships thrive off of presence. So when you hear people say, oh, we're pouring into each other, all they're really saying is we are present with one another. And when you're present, you can't be judgmental, right? You can't be judgmental. You got to create a safe space. So freedom to be yourself and your partner to be themselves is allowed. Presence, awareness, consciousness. This is what we mean by being present. Caesar from Atlanta, Georgia. Get back in here. Caesar. Yeah, I am. All right. Finish your story, brother. Finish your story. Well, we'll, we'll stop that. You was talking about uh, you 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 gave her the, uh, no, the, the forearm, the and then you yeah, said the, no. You I said put, hold on. You that. asked me where you was at. I'm finna tell you. You it, 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 you said you gave her the straight arm, and then you said the police came. That's where you left off. Yeah, the police come right. The police there, and they like you know we got a call and this that, and the other, and they got you know. You know, the police, they got them super flashlights. They see everything with the things. So they looking at her like she ain't got no bruises, no cuts, no nothing. You don't have nothing either. I'm like, yeah, you know, I ain't going to let nobody hit me. She is, excuse me, I'm a defensive person on the boxing tip. Uh, but at this point, not a police here. I'm a black man, so I know. These people ain't here for me. Ain't no help now. Baby, what you want to do? She's talking to one officer. I'm talking to another officer. The officer I'm talking to, like, man, you really can just go in the house, calm down, and y'all can just go back in the house. But she's talking to the other officer, and she's just out of element. She's like, lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. And I said to the police officer in front of me, he like, what you want to do? Y'all going to chill or what? I said, man, look, ever since I met this woman, I gave her everything she ever asked me for. And I said, my love, what you want to do about this? She looked at me in my eyes 
and then looked away and talked to the officer that's a stranger in our residence and tell the officer, take him to jail. Okay. Take now, him to jail. All right. Now, let me jump back in here. Let me jump back in here because you do know. This is a totally different topic you want. You do know that, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you, just, you just called in and said, you know, I'm going to talk about this. This is what I want to talk about. You know what I'm going to do for you, Caesar? I listen yes, to you. I listen to you. I allow everybody to call in and share their opinions. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to create a topic just for you. So you can call in and share this story in a much shorter format so we can address your issue. But tonight's topic ain't what you talking about right now. Okay. Now, I love you. I appreciate you. But I got to roll. Thank you for the call, too, man. Baby. <laughs> now, I listened. I told you this is a non-judgmental space. I'm not going to judge the brother. He had to get that off his chest. But back to the topic. Right. So at the beginning of the show, we outline or we played a clip and it was Eckhart Tolle. And he was talking about when you meet your partner. Try not to meet the past when you meet them. Well, here's the thing. We are made up of our experiences how we were raised. You, you hear us talk about it all the time. We talk about attachment theory, John Bowlby's attachment theory and Ainsworth and all these people who came up with attachment theory. We talk about Buddhism. We talk about attachment as it applies to Buddhism. So can you imagine if you could meet someone in a totally present state, present of the now, present of the, the, the current moment, without the past attached to it, how would you relate to that person? Do you need the past in order to relate? See, many times in relationships, especially when we're formulating expectations and we're creating boundaries, the past is part of our writers, our writing team. The past gets involved and starts to write in fears, right? Fears of what? You, you heard in the clip at the top of this hour. Well, we project to the future or we're looking back to the past, right? All in an attempt to try to avoid being hurt. Well, that's part of the problem. We never meet each other in the new now. Listen to how I said that. In the new now. The now is ever renewing. The only time the now gets old is when we reflect on the past and bring up old stuff into the new moment. Or we project out into the future, because you do know the only real aspect of time we ever really touch is the now. We don't touch the past except via memories, and we don't touch the, past, the future except via projections. This is what anxiety is. We project, oh, I hope this don't happen. Oh, I hope this work out. We never meet the person we really want to love, the person we really want to be open to in the new now. The moment is always new. It's always renewing itself. So listen to this. Listen, Eckhart Tolle says, the past has no power 
over the present moment. I disagree. The past does have power over the present moment when we haven't prepared to talk about the past without judgment. See, a lot of times when we talk about the past, we are present on what happened in the past. We are not present in the present moment. We're always saying, man, I don't want to experience this again. I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to have to deal with this. Or, again, many people are not dating actual human beings who are inherently flawed. What many people are dating and relating to are their image of their person. And once that image gets damaged, the quality of the relationship tends to go down. The quality of one's ability to remain present tends to go down. You Let me say it another way. When a woman loses respect for you, do you, do you understand? When she loses respect for you, it's very difficult for her to regain it. Why? Because her respect usually is attached to an image of you. How she sees you. How she perceives you to be. And once you do something... Right. That goes against that image. As Bruce Lee said, you destroy the image, you destroy the man. Bruce Lee got it from Krishnamurti, of course. Right. A lot of our fantasies about relationships are images that now we use those images to help write the relationship expectation. So it's very difficult to be present. Eckhart Tolle also says, always say yes to the present moment. Surrender to what is. Say yes to life and see how life starts suddenly starting to work for you rather than work against you. So many people want to put life on their timeline. And let me just say, let me just say. It's good to have plans. It's good to write your plans down. It's good to sit down and, and commiserate together and say, hey, let's do this. I want to I, I see this for us. But we can't be made by the plans we made. Somebody meme it. We cannot allow ourselves to be made by the plans we made. Why? Because if we don't achieve those plans. Then we are unmade. Do you see? We have to. Be in the present moment of the willingness to say, hey, the love is in us cooperating and collaborating together, building right now. That's where that's where what we should focus on. The goal doesn't really matter. It is the process that we have mutually invested ourselves in. Now, I'm not saying don't go after your goals. Quincy Jones said it this way. He said, reach for the stars. And even if you don't make it, you'll be among the stars. Do you see? So, again, a lot of people get it twisted. They, every relationship is goal-oriented. We got to get to this point. We got to get to that point. Listen, the point we got to get to is leaning into whatever it is that makes us magic. You do know the magic can die, right? 
A lot of people don't think the magic can die. Yes, the magic can die if you don't nurture it. You can't nurture the magic unless you nurture yourself. It's okay to be forlorn. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be disappointed. But I'm telling you, the relationship will die if you don't know how to lean in. Leaning in is a support system in and of itself. What does that mean? That means if I lean into you, I had a moment where I could be vulnerable. And I felt safe because it was you. And vice versa, right? You create this, you know, you create this uh, this cycle where you both can lean. You guys are each other's pillar. But if you carry in fears, if you're carrying doubt, if you're constantly going back to the past and beating yourself up over things that you should have done different. You're going to erode the magic in the relationship. When I come forward, you think Zoe ain't got a lot to talk about? You did wrong. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. The Voice of Reason. I'm back in the building. You already know what it is. My playlist is my co-host. That's none other than the incomparable Sade. Absolutely amazing young lady, Sade. Listen, we got callers on the line. People want to talk about being present in the relationship. And some of my favorite people from all over the country, we got Austin, Texas. We got Jacksonville, Florida. We got Houston, Texas. Texas always shows up big time. Let's go with Jacksonville, Florida. They've been on the longest. Mimi, get in here. Hello, Mr. Williams. How are you this evening? Uh, I'm good. And how is you? I'm great. And I just want to say, first and foremost, everyone, please do not be intimidated by my soft, sultry voice. I come in peace. Well, it's soft and sultry. We're going we gonna to think it's <laughs> peace anyway. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, um, Mimi. What are your thoughts? Trying to break the ice because I get self-conscious about my voice sometimes. But this is a really, um, a really great topic. Um, uh, I think it's leaning in or being present. It's both. I can. Okay. Okay. Well, I can say, in my past relationship, I'm thinking of one in particular. Um, I leaned in a lot. I was very present. I think I was too present. And uh, when you said something about losing respect for your partner, mm-hmm. um, something happened, just something that uh, we had an argument, but it was it was a different kind of argument. And he said... Um, I hope you didn't lose respect for me. And I told him that I didn't. But in that moment, I was lying to him. And at that point, because of everything that happened, I knew that we weren't going to get married because it was just like everything had shifted and I and I, I truly lost respect for him, not just because of the argument, but just 
how I saw him, just the overall picture after I was being present. And, you know, I thought I was being a good partner. But everything just shifted. Wait, you thought you were being a good partner because you stayed? I thought I was being a good partner because, yeah, because I was trying to make it work, trying to make something that really wasn't meant to be, trying to make it work because I loved him, you know, and he loved me. We loved each other, but I was trying to make it work. But it, it just, it just, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Let's reframe it. You were trying, okay. you were working on making it be. Yes. 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 Do you see? Because many people will say, I'm trying to make it work, but really they're trying to make it exist. They're trying to make it be. So they're working to do that. So, and the reason why I make that distinction is because the work you're putting into making the relationship be, sometimes, sometimes it should be inverted back onto self. That is the work you put into you. Mm -hmm. See? And, and, and I'm starting to realize that, like, you can see how people show up. You can see how people want to show up because they will show you. Right. And whatever mm -hmm. they're showing you, part of it is a reflection of you. So they can show up partially. How do you reconcile that? You go inside and go, how do I show up partially? Right. Because mm -hmm. I'm getting something that is reflective of me. Mm -hmm. You got to ask mm -hmm. yourself that question. Does that make sense? Yes, and I I'm tired of coming in as a uh you always talk about mirrors and I I I just want to come in as a full mirror, you know. I I want to mirror what I want to give what I want to get. Well, let me say this. Then don't worry about getting because many people okay. think getting is the opposite of giving, and it's mm -hmm. not. What Get, is it? Listen, getting is the payback. Mm -hmm. So for many people, they've turned giving and getting into this transactional movement. So now mm -hmm. giving turns into investing. Getting turns into dividends, the payback on your investment. This is not how... The spirituality of relationship works. Typically, everything that is real about it. Listen, somebody get ready to meme this. I need to see it on Instagram. See, typically, everything in relationship, right, is mm -hmm. it, it has no force. There's no force in it. If it's real, there's no force. So if I love you, I'm not loving you egoically, which is I love you because you love me. Mm -hmm. I'm loving you authentically. I love the being, the human being that you are. There's no transaction necessary. If I appreciate you, I appreciate you because you are what you are. I'm not appreciating you for what you do and who you are. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? But that doesn't lead. I appreciate you as you are. Many people are not at that level. The highest so level of relationship is, mm -hmm. listen, just giving. Just giving. It, so that's, I'm that's the highest not, level. 
It's just so I'm giving. I'm not looking for anything. Exactly. I'm just giving. Exactly. You give because that's who you are. Listen to what I'm saying now. You give because that's who you are. Many people are giving because they want to impress. They're giving mm-hmm. because they want to gain. They're giving because they want approval. They're giving because they want acceptance. They're actually making bets. They're actually making investments. Do you see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They're not giving because they are a giver. They're giving because they are wanting. Okay. Hold tight. When we come forward, I'm going back to Jacksonville. Mimi cooking. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, hey, boy, my playlist is so cold. Even the stuff you've never heard of be slapping. Bring it back to the top, man. Bring it, just bring that back one more time. of reason is on fire tonight and you know my playlist is my co-host that track is called give me your love it's by the cartoons i always bring the cartoons in here with different tracks but the cartoons man they got the funk man give me your love by the cartoons cartoons is spelled with two r's i think they're from los angeles andy you know, uh, man, they on fire, though. The cartoons, give me your love. Great record. Tonight's topic is hitting in, in, a, in, a, in a different kind of way, man, because we're talking about the necessity to be uh, for being present in our relationships. And a lot of people have a difficult time being in their feelings, being in their body, being in their thoughts without judgment, without condemnation, without interpretation. 
So very interesting stuff tonight. We have Mimi on from Jacksonville, Florida. She was laying down some things. Talk to us, Mimi. Where were you at? Um, you were saying giving is, um, oh, you know what you do. Giving? Oh, commercial. Giving, don't expect. Don't expect. It's not transitional. Transactional. Transactional, right. Transactional. And and this is what I mean by that, because we were having a whole discussion on giving, right? Mm-hmm. If you're giving with an expectation to receive, you're a relationship broker and investor. Mm-hmm. And you need to be clear about that up front. Right? Mm-hmm. If you are a giver by nature, you just give with no expectation of a return. That's a giver. Do it because you you are that. Don't do it because you want something. Because l- let me just say why that's important. First off, if you're aware, if you're present of yourself, right? If you are in awareness of self, you're going to know when the taker shows up. Mm -hmm. And you know you're not giving to be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily need a boundary for that. You just need not to deal with that. You make the choice. I'm not going to deal with that. This is why I made a distinction between low-level givers When I say low-level givers, I'm talking conscious-wise. The giver who could be classified as a white knight, that giver isn't really a giver. That giver is a manipulator. White Knight is a book written by two uh, clinicians that talks about the white knight syndrome, a person who tries to be your everything, a person who tries to save you, a person who tries to do for you all the time. But really, when you get behind the motive and the intent for why they're doing what they're doing, they're actually investing. They're not giving. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get something. They're trying to get approval. They're trying to get attention. They're trying to get sex. They're trying to get something. So they're not a giver by nature. They are a giver through manipulation. Can you give because you want love? Is it it wrong? That's not how it works. Disney taught us that. You, you, You get love as a reflection of the love you have for yourself. Do you know life will love you hard if you love you hard? Life, Mm -hmm. life itself will hug the sunshine out your spirit, will love on you if you love on you. We've been taught to chase it as opposed to embodying it, Mm -hmm. right? Many people are in search of love. Mm-hmm. They're not cultivating love from the inside out. That is also tied to being present. That is also tied to leaning in. Ask yourself this question. The reason why a lot of people can't lean in is because fear is there. And fear and love can exist in the same place at the same time. So mm-hmm. if I lean in and I get vulnerable... Fear creeps in and says, what are you doing? You need to keep your guards up. You mean with the person I love? But then that's also telling you maybe you don't really love them. Maybe. You understand? Because they can't exist at the same time. Love is not the opposite of fear. 
Hate is not the opposite of, well, let me say it again. Love is not the opposite of fear. Hate is not the opposite of love. Love has no opposite. Do you understand? You just blew it all out of the water because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought a relationship, a partnership was about reciprocating, reciprocating love for one another. But mm-hmm. you're saying just right. give naturally and, you know, you're going to get it, but you're not, not in the way that I think you're going to get it. It's just going to happen. But again, Not, l- l- listen, reciprocity is organic. Okay. The tree <laughs> breathes in our oxygen or it breathes in our carbon dioxide. We breathe in oxygen. The tree breathes in carbon dioxide, which is what we breathe out. We didn't go to the tree and ask the tree to do that. But that's a reciprocal symbiotic relationship we are in with trees trees mm-hmm. breathe pre, trees let off oxygen we breathe in oxygen we let off carbon dioxide trees breathe in carbon dioxide that is a symbiotic relation this is how your relationships are supposed to be with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you live in a capitalistic materialistic transactional society that takes these opportunities away. Mm-hmm. Do you see? We've been, we've been programmed. Nobody went to the tree and said, you know what, brother? Thank you for the oxygen. Mm-hmm. Let me hug you. No, nobody said that. But that's what it is. Reciprocity in relationship is supposed to be free flowing. It should not be a demand. It should not be an expectation. But because we live in an economy that's based on the haves and the have nots, that has slipped into our view of relating. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? Stay with I me, Mimi. For... <laughs> when we come forward, we're going to continue with me. Mimi bringing the best out of me tonight. Here we go. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Council. You know you want some more. More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 
Cameo headed by frontman Larry Blackman. Don't be lonely. My playlist is my co-host. The voice of reason is on fire tonight. Let me get Mimi from Jacksonville back in here to wrap her up. Mimi, get in here. Give me your final thoughts on our topic tonight. I've got to shift my thinking because I have been uh, a romantic, uh, a hopeless romantic, and I like all of that romantic capitalistic stuff. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Let's, 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 let's keep the balance here. Loving on each other. Intimacy. We got to remember having great conversations with each other. That's intimacy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Making space for each other to share how we feel, right, to each other. That's intimacy. A lot of times we get caught up in the commercial romantic piece and we forget the more substantive piece, which is related to presence. Yo, I'm here with you tonight. I'm not on my phone because I'm into you. I'm paying Mm -hmm. attention to you. I'm making you safe and comfortable so you can speak your truth. Your truth has a space in my presence. Do you see what I'm saying? That's intimacy. That's vulnerability. Oftentimes we get caught up in the box of candy, the mo- uh, the movies, uh, uh, all you can eat popcorn, the hot dog, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. Or, or whatever, high-end dinner or whatever. We get caught up in that and we think that is what romance is. No, romance is really intimacy. Intimacy is vulnerability. Intimacy, God. vulnerability is allowing someone that you trust to look inside of you. Do you understand that? Yeah, I do. It's not about being naked all the time. Physically, you can be naked um, figuratively as well. Emotionally. You could be emotionally Emotionally. naked. You could be psychologically naked. You could be intellectually naked. Listen, there are different ways to get naked than just physical. (laughs) Thank you for getting naked tonight, Mimi. We appreciate the call. If you want to bring your city to the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Atala from Houston, Texas. Get in here. Atala. What up, Joe? How are you? What up? What up? Hi. Okay, so I'm going to make this quick. Um, So I think a lot of this just has to do with self. For me, I've had to learn, and I'm still learning, how to be present with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I figure there's three things, right, that are really important to me that I'm learning to kind of ground myself. And that is being authentic, being receptive, and um, being aware. Authentic, receptive, receptive and aware. And, aware. So, so mm-hmm. I, and again, I have to preface this piece. I don't want people to think that boundaries, which I have renamed, what? Boundaries. Soundries, right? Because we talked earlier, first, first show of the week, we talked about Kintsugi, right? And we mm-hmm. talked about using 
low-level consciousness as a lacquer to hold your wounds together. So, again, your boundaries work on the same principle. You can turn a, a, a boundary into a cloundry by using a faulty mortar. That mortar, could, mm. you see what I'm saying? That mortar could be fear. That mortar could be resentment. That, that mortar could be revenge. That mortar could be greed and selfishness. So those are they those boundaries turn into clownries. This is how you get clowned. This is how you attract the user. This is how you attract the manipulator. This is how you get somebody to break those boundaries down. They become mm -hmm. soundries when you use a higher level of mortar. Do you understand? Yes. Now. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, we love you, Atala. We love you for calling in. <laughs> Atala, resistant, what'd you say? What are the three pieces you gave us? Oh, I receptive. Said, um, I have to be, yeah, receptive, aware, and authentic. Man, I love it. I lo hey, Man, I love this Voice of Reason audience. They're calling from all over the country, and they've got a lot of good things to talk about. We appreciate you, Atala. Thank you for bringing Houston, Texas in the building. Now. Let Zoe Williams cook for this last minute or two. I keep trying to tell y'all, y'all got to raise your frequency. You got to raise your vibration. Dr. David R. Hawkins said the majority of the planet is vibrating at the consciousness level of fear. If the, vi if the, if the majority of the planet is vibrating at fear, then love can't be but ego based. Right? The ego believes forgiveness is a sign of weakness. Ugh, it fears letting go. The ego is afraid of love. It fears what it can't control. The ego believes dishonesty is the best strategy. The ego fears the truth. I agree with this. There are moments in my life where I don't want to be truthful, where I don't lie. And that was because of my ego. I, I need y'all to listen now. The ego believes that intimacy is a trap, fear of transparency. The ego believes relationships are about getting needs met. Fear of giving can't be a giver unless that's what you really are. If you're not really a giver and you're giving, you're really an investor. Do you understand? The ego is always on the lookout for BBD, bigger, better deals fear of happiness the ego keeps a constant score of insecurities hurts and flaws fear of compassion listen the majority of the planet earth is operating at this level of consciousness i'm here talking about i'm in here talking about being present the brothers in the chat talking about i ain't gonna never be taken advantage of again we ain't even talking about that but your fear of being taken advantage of had to speak. <laughs> and I'm not trying to disrespect nobody because these are my brothers. I love these brothers. But they will take us to a lower level of consciousness because that's what they know. That is their norm. You want a loving relationship? Break up with your ego. Put your ego in check. Make your ego submit to your higher self. Uh-oh. Ooh-ooh. Ooh-ooh. I don't know if they want to hear that. The ego is heavily invested in the past. Fear of the present. 
which is a gift, by the way. I was telling my girl the other day, we, we can change any scenario or situation in our relationship if we focus on right now. What do you want right now? What, what do you want to do now? Do you understand? But if you focus out to the, to the future, well, we, I want to avoid this. Well, you focus to the past, well, this happened, and I, that's where we're going to stay. And where you live <laughs> is where you build and cultivate your environment. Oh, I know that's it. That's tough. The ego constantly seeks <laughs> unearned advantages. Fear of hard work. The ego treats sex as a sport. And the number of partners determines the score. Fear of intimacy. Love is different, man. Love is different. Love is the first to forgive. Love is kind because kindness given away just keeps coming back. Didn't I tell you? I told you this earlier. Love is not an investment. It's not something you say, let me put this down and then in three years I would have accrued enough love to get paid back. That, that's not how it works. Love is kind because kindness always just keeps giving. Love is patient because love is forever and forever and is a constant state of consciousness. I started the conversation. You finish it. Listen, my brother Danny Morrison is going to come in here and keep the fire lit. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week with another slapper. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.